the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Powerful Brian Red Band. It's just you and me, buddy. We haven't done this, one of these for a while. I know it's crazy. You got a mini for me? Did you have a? You got a little laptop? Oh yeah, it needs. It's, I gotta get the charger. Oh okay. The um, we're waiting for Freeway Rick Ross. I should say I say Freeway Rick Ross because we have to make the distinction between him and uh, the guy who's the rapper who calls himself Rick Ross, who says he got his uh, nickname through uh, some other. He has got the, some wacky. Explanation for why he has the same name as this guy who was once an actual uh, huge drug dealer who was actually involved, unbeknownst to him, to the whole Iran Contra scandal. Because uh, back when the CIA or whoever the hell it was was uh, illegally selling drugs uh, in Los Angeles to fund covert operations overseas that they didn't want to get approval for, it's really kind of crazy shit. This guy was involved in that. Unbeknownst to him, he was just out there slanging. He was just out there slanging and didn't realize that he was making so much money because he was sort of in cahoots with Uncle Sam. Or not even Uncle Sam, just, you know, corrupt aspects of Uncle Sam. I mean, I'm sure you can't say all of Uncle Sam's corrupt. That would be pretty douchey. Do you think we got to Ari yesterday? I think we did. Yeah, I kind of felt bad. You felt bad? Why? Because it, it seemed like... It very reminded me of just how are you thinking like this? Right. Like, like, oh, shit, maybe we should have done this off the air because maybe this is like he's going through some shit. Like, maybe right. he's smoking too much weed. Like, maybe he's fucking like, what if he is smoking just mad amounts of weed? For well, real? he definitely is. But I, I don't think it's that. I just think it's a matter of yeah, Ari's a very smart guy. And when you when you're a smart person. And you see something that's really stupid, you can have a, a really adverse reaction to it where it gets illogical. And he's, he's allowing himself to get illogical. And he's allowing himself to get upset at those people. And the end result is you're not really being victimized. You're, yes, you're, you're losing a little bit of the privacy of what you bring on board. But we, we, we understand that and we know we're going to do that. But I think Ari had to relook at it, and I think once he did, he started like seeing it a different way, which shows you how smart he is to know that he yeah. can get caught up in a fucked up way of thinking. But it's just that can happen to you. Yeah. You can get caught up in a fucked up way of thinking, and it's it's not beneficial. It's not, and it's not the only way you could look at it. But it seems like it is at the time. At the time, it just seems like the way to go. And you're like, no, fuck that. But really, you know, when you look at all this shit to be pissed at. That's not that's not up there. Yeah, and you could tell what he he was kind of realizing it. At, yeah, you know. So near the end of it, yeah. you could tell he was second guessing himself. And, or... Well, you know his his point about the seats, the plane seats makes more sense. But still, he's yeah. Ari's a good dude. He's a, he really is a good person. He's just got you know he's got a little little bit of anger that comes out of him sometimes when it comes to certain things. And when when he gets angry about something, like it's very hard for him to look at any other point of view. That's super common, you know. A lot. I've, I've, I used to have that a lot. I used to have a real problem <clears throat> with once I got angry about something, I could never think that uh, it was my fault that it started in the first place. I, I always would try to justify it from for myself, and then I had to like look at that. I'm like, wait a minute, why am I why am I making excuses for this? Like, look at this for what it actually is. Like, what 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 actually is going on there? It's very hard to do, and a lot of people are bad at it. 
you know, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means you can get caught in a fucked up way of thinking. And so you'll just snap, you know, and for Ari, it could have been something else. It could have been a girl problem. It could have been, who knows, it could have been a little bit on edge. And then you get in front of somebody and then they do something that you think is just so stupid, just fucking stuff. And then before you know it, you're, you don't even know what you're doing. You're just yelling at someone and, you know, you're not... You're not taking a big deep breath and going, what is this really? You know, how, how much of an inconvenience is this? How much should I be reacting? You know, what, what is really going on here? I see a bunch of people doing their job and the ultimate goal is to stop planes from blowing up. It's, eh, you know, mm-hmm. but that's once you're there, once you're at 10, you know, like he was, like he was yelling at them and shit. Like he was, he was at 10. He was at, he was at the point where I was like, I was going, God damn it, I'm going to have to get a fucking lawyer. I'm going to have to call a lawyer. Like, how do I get a guy out of jail? I've never had to get somebody out of jail. So if Ari, you know, if he gets arrested, I'd be like, fuck, what do I have to do here? You know? He needs, he seems like he needs to get back into doing jujitsu. Like, he seems like he has these rage issues, you know, like in the past with, you know, like Bobby Lee and with that, with all that other stuff and I, th- I think it would certainly help him if he had some sort of serious exercise, but I don't think he's really into it. Yeah, <clears throat> he does um, basketball. I know he does that like once a week or something like that. Yeah, know? but not basketball with black guys. Basketball. <laughs> with, like, you know, <laughs> he plays basketball with little comics. Basketball <laughs> with cigarette smokers. Right. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. That basketball is a joke. Yeah. What kind of cardio those fucks have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Mervis, I don't know if you know Mervis, he's this big guy that plays one of the, the uh, Capital One commercial Vikings. He's in, on the basketball team also. Oh, really? This guy's a huge guy. Oh, that's funny. The Capital One Vikings commercial. You know, like, yeah. what's in your wallet? Bleh. Do you buy things based on cool commercials? Do you ever do that? Uh, no, but it, it really it, it, it really tells me like, hey, like Sonos. I don't know if you know what Sonos is. This is a company that has this Bluetooth speaker, and it's fucking, it sounds amazing. I bought them for my whole family for Christmas. Uh, it's just this little Bluetooth speaker. You, you go on your iPhone, and yeah, it just, you I know. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, it's, yeah, really it's, it's great. And uh, th- as an It's really exa- small, so like a rectangle, right? Yeah, it's like a little little box. With a little blue in the center of it. Right. I, ju- I just got it. It's, it's great. It's, it's great. one of my favorite things ever, especially like in your bedroom. You just yeah. go like, what was I talking about now? Oh, you're so high. Look at you. What were we just you talking about? what you were talking about. I know. Uh, Bluetooth? I don't know. Oh, shit. What? Commercials. Buying something? Oh, they have a really cool commercial. As an example, uh, I was like, what is this Bluetooth speaker? And I went on Amazon, went and read some reviews and stuff like that. And I did kind of, it kind of made me go, well, if they have such a cool commercial, they are a cool company because, you know, <laughs> they have a cool marketing company. Well, they have a cool you know? advertising company that right. they hired. I mean, have you ever gone to someone's website and you know they suck, but the website's awesome? Yeah. Well, they just hired somebody cool. Right. Exactly. They figured it out. Yeah. But there's uh, certain ads where, like, you know, out of respect, you know, you, you see the ad, you, you'll you buy shit. Like, I know somebody who buys Geico because she thinks the Geico ad is hilarious. Right. So she's always she's like, you ever seen the one when pigs can fly? Yeah, it's so much better than, like, yeah. say, progressive. I don't want to fuck that girl. Why Get her get away from me. Okay, that's not true. A lot of guys <laughs> want to fuck that girl. Really? Yeah. That progressive girl? Sure. I don't, don't want... think that a lot of dudes have a type like that? I guess. Do you have a, do you have a weird type? Yeah, Asian. <laughs> that's not weird at all. <clears throat> They're amazing, man. For white people from Ohio, that's about as exotic as you get. Right. They're cute, too. <clears throat> yeah. They like little Asian, toys. Asian girls are very attractive. I don't know. Did, no. you, did you always like Asians? Not always, no. Yeah. Um, 
I think uh, Asians are uh, the the idea for white guys is that whoa, it's exotic. This is crazy. She's like another species, and they're super smart. You know, you get all the danger without dating a black chick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get you get all the the danger of being around someone alien to right. your your culture. Yeah, but you get this exotic sex girl that's like you know thought to be like really submissive and you know like that's what people always love like the asian girls will stay in their place and they'll be submissive and take care of their man and like guys will say oh i got an asian wife i'll tell you what i'll never go back to white girls again a lot of guys say shit like that you know is it a certain part of your age that you become a vietnam vietnam vet like like do you like that you just get into asians like hardcore because it seems like fuck listen to that question (laughs) if you if you use that question you could use that in court to the judge, to like, if on paper the way that's that question was written, right? You, they, they would like they would take away whoever's taking care of you. They would bring you somewhere else. They'd say there's something wrong with his development. Look at the way he's talking. I knew this one Asian girl <laughs> that she would clean me every night, and it was she'd put lotion under my eyes and then clean uh, my fingers and make that popping yeah. noise and stuff. And yeah. like, whoa, are you do, you do you do this for professional? Like, how do you know to do that popping noise on your fingers? And and she then wants to take care of you. yeah she's taking care of you and washes uh, me with a washcloth and, and it's amazing but then you know yeah. normal girls are just like trying to puke in like your trash can and stuff and well yeah I mean well you're getting real personal here fella <laughs> but um, your situation uh, you know without talking about it yeah I mean you got two oh this choices. is not my current situation right <clears throat> I know now. it's not your current situation <laughs> but that situation that girl right. you know you either get that and you have a, a nice girl who takes care of you. <clears throat> or you go on wild freak sex orgies when you're on ecstasy. <laughs> Those are your two options yeah. in this world that you find yourself in. You're presented with very unique challenges. You know, not a lot of people have those the, those problems. You know, but the, most guys, the problem is actually just getting laid. You, it's uh, the problem is trying to figure out. You know, it's it's a crazy world. But when you're talented. <clears throat> When you're in a, a position where you, you have some people paying attention to you, you get like superpowers, and you you right now you got freak superpowers, so you got to deal with that. And you, <laughs> the only way to deal with that is either you go on a fuck rampage, or you find a good one, you settle down. Those are your two options, because uh, you know you either you either use that power for evil, and you go out there and, and spread your super AIDS, <laughs> or or you uh, you find a good girl. The problem is finding someone that you actually like and then finding someone that you can actually tolerate for long periods of time and then like actually still enjoying being around them. It's so rare. It's so rare that they're, and it's not necessarily the man's problem, it's not necessarily the woman's problem. It's like the the odds of you finding someone that whatever is wrong with them fits in with whatever is wrong with you and they both like clink and they like fit in perfect and you actually enhance each other you actually make each other's lives better you can do that but it's fucking stupid hard to find you know it it is possible but you're definitely not going to find it when you're doing those coke ecstasy (laughs) binge situations like then you're just it's all about rehydrating and then, you know, finding out how long do you have to wait before you dig and get hard again. <laughs> Every day with those pills, Joe. Uh, yeah, but I'm telling you, man, you might break something in your brain. I don't think you're supposed to take that shit every day. I don't, actually. 
well, but I don't. do. I, I say once a week I do that. Well, you don't a, see. You like don't even, You're so crazy. You don't even buy the pharmaceuticals. You just go to that fucking drugstore counter. Mexican taco version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go. You get that shit at the gas station. Yeah. That's sitting on the front counter. I had, to, I had to get one at Seven Eleven the you other don't even day. Know what the fuck's in there? I know. I, I got this one at Seven Eleven the, the other day. I showed you in Vegas. That says yeah. on the big thing. It's like uh, it's like watch out for counterfeits, but it's printed onto the box. Like, why would they even say, watch out for counterfeits? And it was such a huge symbol. And then on the back, it was like, also peel this off off if you want to use it as a calling card or something like that. A calling card? So it was a calling card slash uh, dick pill thing. So you could, like, use, like, Like, long distance cards? Yeah, like, like, you can make it like a gift card. Like, when you go to, like, a gift card place. I don't know. It's fucking weird. A gift card? Are you you talking about a a calling card, like, for, like, a payphone? It was, like, the payphone. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, they still sell those. Do they still sell those? Remember 1-800-COLLECT? Remember when that was around? That was a big thing. There was all those uh, 1-800-COLLECT companies. Yeah? Remember that? There was like, no, there was a Sprint one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they would offer you. What are are those things that are offering you like a phone that you use through the internet? What what is that? That still goes on. But it's like a late night commercial. It's a phone that works on you. It cuts your cost down. The guy's dialing internationally. Like, what is it? Like a Skype phone? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like like Mr. Jack off or Jack something. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's... it's, it's you plug it in and it just pretty much does what like Skype does. It's just like a USB thing that you attach like headphones to or something like that, if I remember correctly. But that's all it is. So it's, it's just, not like an actual phone. phone. No, it's just like what you know, like Charter or Skype is or any of these uh, voice over. So you have to do the dialing through a computer. No, I think you could set it up where you can. Use, I don't. I don't know. No, I think there's like a phone jack in it. That's what it was. It's a phone jack on one side. On the other side, it was a USB plug. And what it does is it just pretty much converts your phone into a voice over the internet so it makes uh, so you're using skype with but with a phone line so it will ring in it, it's it, why bother with that yeah well that it's, seemed like it was kind of around more when it used to cost money to like be like in other states with your phone right like most people don't have like out-of-state roaming right I don't know anymore. You don't have issues with out of state. Like, I, as far as I know, like the my, the minutes I'm, I have Verizon, I can use it all over the country, and I'm not roaming. Right. You know? Right. But remember, if you used to like drive just a little bit out of your house, right. you were fucking roaming. You would be in some area where you don't really have coverage. Yeah. So you have to use somebody else's coverage, some other company, and they bill your phone company, and your phone company bills you like double or triple or whatever the fuck it was. And for then, back then, it was a there was a big deal. To like make a long distance call, holy shit! Yeah, long distance calls were crazy. Do you remember when they had phones and planes? That's one of the only pieces of technology that slipped backwards. Was yeah. the phones and planes? That's that's right. Yeah. You don't, you never see that anymore. Never see that. You know when you used to open up your seat and inside your console there was a phone. You'd slide a credit card down it. Yeah, and you'd enter in your card information, and then you would fucking use the phone. You know why? You know why they don't want you to turn on your cell phones anymore? Because now they don't want anyone to describe the terrorist events because they're all undercover, you know, government agents, and there's really no hijackers. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like they don't want communication just in case if they have to take down another. Well, that would plane. be the Alex Jones way of looking at the situation. It's very clear these people don't want you making calls. These people are the enemies of liberty. 
Do you, if you're um, if you're on a plane and some shit goes down, now you just have to draw pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Get a pen and be like a sketch artist at a fucking courthouse. That's right. Is that not one of the stupidest gigs ever? Like, let's. Uh, well, you know, we can. St- you can show what happened, but you can't be like really good about describing it. So only draw it. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, that show I do Monday. We have a sketch artist that draws, and we had this guy do uh, a Doctor Who. Uh, drawing sketch artists for real are like a last that is what is that this is we have every show yeah, but what is that picture uh, it's from doctor who doctor who and then all our faces are uh, in in the stomach there's me and there's brody sketch artists are seriously that that the i mean not the artists themselves they're just people with a gig but the idea behind it is seriously one of the most arcane aspects of our our judicial system. It's Jesus. fucking ridiculous. When you see those photos on TV, when a guy's in court and you see the, the, the TV shows you the news, shows you a drawing. Like, like, what the fuck am I seeing here? That is, to me, like such a sign of like a fucking dorky world. That it's so it's so screwed up and ridiculous and so nonsensical that they'll sh- they'll film a drawing of some stuff that happened in a time where photographs exist. It's not like they're not pretending that they, they have no idea what happened in that courthouse. We have no news for you. No, we had a guy in there, but they wouldn't let him take pictures, but they would let him draw. You'd be like, what? Who the fuck's in charge here? You'd you'd pull them over and you go, what is this? Why is this here? What are we doing here? Let him take a fucking picture. It's 2013, asshole. You don't need to draw pictures. Take a why, fucking why picture. Why do you think that, did they do that, though? Because someone wants to lie. Someone wants to be able to lie. Someone wants to be able to control the access to the images that get displayed from the situation. Someone wants to be able to control the situation. That's all it is. If they wanted the American public, which they should have, especially in cases of criminal cases, we have to worry about whether or not this person's a bad person. They're out there like trying to victimize people. They're trying to limit your access to, the, to how the court works, to limit your access to how, uh, what, what actually takes place in a courtroom. Because a lot of times it's bullying, you know? There's a lot of bullshit that goes on in court. Uh, there's a lot of shit that goes on in court. Did you know the people that get charged with medical marijuana, when they get arrested, they get arrested federally most of the time, and they're not even allowed to use the word medical. They can't say medical marijuana. They just sold marijuana. Like, if they use the word medical, they just throw them in jail. It says contempt of court, they'll throw you in jail. Because they don't believe that marijuana is a medicinal substance or it's not their law, the federal government, they're allowed to say that there is no law, so you can't say medical marijuana. So even though you're defending yourself in the same country as where medical marijuana is legal, you're not even allowed to bring it up in a federal court. If that's not some crazy bullying, you know... It's stupid that uh, that they, they, they could censor that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It just it's. I mean, if if people knew about these things, if you're watching video footage of courts, you know, of, of constant, you know, they, they, I know they had court TV for a while. That was kind of fascinating. That was like our first did, time. We did got they get rid of that? I think it wasn't that popular. I mean, most of the cases sucked, and quite honestly, there's a lot of shit that's more interesting than watching trials all day. Yeah, and then they had the OJ trial though. That was on Court TV too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, that was on everything though. Remember that? That was like a yeah. television event. That was kind of like Oliver North, where every cha- channel was all about Oliver North. Well, it's the first time we really were pretty sure that a celebrity had killed a woman. 
Like, we're pretty sure. Right. You know, there was some speculation about other people in the past. Uh, Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe. No, yes. Kennedy <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. A lot of people thought that Marilyn Monroe was talking too much shit. But that's what they would always think. She could, it could have been that she was just a crazy bitch. She did a lot of pills or whatever and died. I heard she gave him herpes. Holy shit. You heard that? She started it. She was the first she one. Was the first, she was patient zero in the herpes war. Did herpes exist before the 60s? I don't know. When was herpes invented? I bet it's been around forever. If I had a guess, I'd say that shit came from France. One, this the patient zeros from France. I guarantee you. Ooh, I was actually under a video search on Google when I searched for herpes first. Oh, they showed it to you on video. <laughs> oh, gross. yeah, shingles is apparently a type of herpes. Did you know that? Shingles is like that shit that some people get. This bad breakouts all over their back. Yeah, I know somebody that has that. It's supposed to be horrible. Yeah. I heard somebody got chickenpox, a rare chickenpox the other day, some famous person, and she had already had chickenpox, so it was her second chickenpox. I thought that's never supposed to happen. I know. Like, it was somebody like weird, like Betty White or somebody. What? Yeah. <clears throat> if you're that old, man, you get chickenpox, you're fucked. When you're really old, you have to wash your hands all the time. First herpes. That, that should be a meme. <laughs> my, if I was going to make fun of me and my points on, uh, on medical science... If you're really old, you should wash your hands a lot. <laughs> but you really should. You know, that's um, they say that's one of the best ways to prevent diseases. Just uh, not constant. Don't get nutty. But uh, keep your fucking hands clean. That's where you pick up most of it, I guess. Going from hand to mouth, you don't even realize it. It's kind of rude that we have this uh, weird war going on between our bodies and these strange little things that attack us, that make us feel like shit. And literally weaken your body. Yeah. And they're so common. They happen every year. There's a whole season where they attack. And some sometimes they get people. Some people die off. People that avoid medication. People that are old. People with compromised immune systems. Colds get them every year. It's crazy. It's like we don't even think about it. But colds are monsters. They're it, just not that effective. It was actually Barbara Walters hit with chickenpox, a rare... Uh, a rare version of it. Did it say she had it already? Um, uh, I don't know. I thought it somebody. Yeah, why? Is she not vaccinated? She's 83. Mama. Well, this is a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that sucks, though. Yeah. That can't be fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's all those weird fucking things like the mumps. When the mumps comes around, like, what is going on? What is this shit? Where is this coming from? Like, how does that work? That all of a sudden some kid has the mumps and there's a mumps outbreak in New Jersey. Like, who was the first to get that mumps? Like, how does that, how does the, something like that reemerge? Yeah. Or that, that other disease that supposedly porn just got back into porn that was really. Oh, yeah. Was that syphilis? Syphilis. Yeah. yeah. What that's, the fuck's that about? That shit's super dangerous. <laughs> that shit syphilis. kills the fuck out of you. I think syphilis is what got Al Capone. I'm pretty sure. Oh, weird. I think syphilis does like horrible things to you before it kills you too. It's really bad. Oh, hilarious! Court TV is now True TV. Really? And True TV is the fakest of all <laughs> TV show channels. So that's crazy. Court TV is like you know what? We're losing money on real. Yeah. Let's go get some fake money. Let's get some fake. I was watching that, that, that show. I just got into that Storage Wars show. Oh, this is so stupid. 
it's it's one of my it's so addicting because I want to see what's inside those things, and I'm thinking, why doesn't like all right these storage companies uh, auction these off, right? Why don't they just go through it and then sell everything and become and make a ton of money? These storage companies. Well, I'm pretty sure what? that it's a hundred percent horseshit. Well, that does happen though. They do have auctions yeah, at they storage. Do. Com- why, well, when you're watching saying- those shows, they are not taking any chances right. as to whether or not they find shit. They just pretend to find shit. Are you sure that that's a fake show? I'm almost positive that a good percentage of all reality TV is fuckery. That what you're seeing is overproduced fuckery. Yeah. That's why when you watch it, it's real obvious. When you watch, like, I watched, I told you I watched a whole episode of Jersey Shore where the whole episode was about. Well, that's fake. Yeah. One dude wanted to leave. The situation wanted to leave. Snooki wanted to stay. That's the whole episode. The situation's like, come on, let's get out of here. And Snooki's like, yo, he wants to fucking leave. Fuck him. And they said, come on, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> like, there was the whole episode. And you know that they, like, they concoct these fucking things. I mean, they decide that there's going to be some sort of an issue. Okay, here's the issue. Ready? Go. When, when, when uh, they were trying to do minding the store, that was one of the reasons why Duncan didn't want to be involved. Because, like, it was going to be orchestrated. Like, they were going to have, like, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go looking for some Mexican food. You can't find it. You look for some Chinese food. It doesn't look good. And you go, and finally you're going to sell on this. And, like, they, they had, like, a script, and they worked it out. It's like it's a sketch. It's just a really bad sketch with no creativity instead of it's not reality. You're not like following a guy around. It's like a sketch about someone finding an old record player in a storage container. Oh, my goodness. Is this this could be worth a lot of money. Well, you bitch, you know exactly what that's worth. You put it there, you fuck. That's what you're watching. You're watching shitty sketch TV. Why wouldn't they just do real ones then? Because it's more fun for them to be able to orchestrate it. Yeah, but even the fake ones would be crazy. I'm sure they're finding like bodies and sometimes, sometimes you don't find anything. Sometimes you find a, a, a bag of newspapers. Then what the fuck do you do? Sometimes you find a guy who collected newspaper. Oh, great! He's got a hundred thousand issues of the New York Times here every day for the last fifth. What the fuck? Right. You'd be so bored. You, you, I bet you got to go through a lot of storage containers before you find something wacky. So you can't just keep filming, and you can't keep buying these things either. You can't keep rolling the dice. You might go into one, and there's nothing in there. So I think oh, that wow. if I know the way that the studios think, you know, they they want to maximize their cash. So listen, is, is there any is anyone opposed to us fucking leaving a body here? Let's yeah. just leave a body here. They'll go get a fake body. They'll put a body in, and let's say we found a body. That, the They're one, out of their fucking mind. The one guy on the show, uh, I forget his name, but he just goes, yup, the whole time. He just goes, yup, and he has like wears hats that say yup on it and shirts, and his car <laughs> oh, says yup on oh, it. that's his thing. Yeah, that's, that's his, his thing, and it's trademarked. Oh, my God. He trademarked yup. yup. Somebody should drop a meteor in his head. Yeah. How do you trademark yup? Is that even possible? Uh, well, I think you have to, it has to be, like his spelled as Y-U-U-U-P or something like that, so it's more of like a, oh, it's not a real word or something. That's gross. I, I I can't even watch that show. I've only watched it a couple of times. But one of the guys who left didn't one of the guys who left say say it was all bullshit. It was all staged. Who? It was that, guy. It it was was that, that same guy, guy the Yup guy. Oh really? He said it was all staged. Oh wow. Yeah, I might not listen to him about anything. I know. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's just a drama queen. Yeah, maybe he's a lying bitch and he's just trying to ruin the whole show. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bigfoot hunters are really looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> Finding Bigfoot. 
they keep having they keep doing the same show over and over again. They have to find something. Did you ask Tyson about Bigfoot? I do not know. Because that would be weird to see if him. Yes, just... it would. I wanted to ask him about space stuff mostly because that's his right. specialty. But um, yeah, I would like to see his take. The re- the really fascinating uh, uh, professional take on it is the Jane Goodall take. That one really sways me because uh, obviously I'm no scholar of primatology. I don't really know that much about apes. I just know what I've read and documentaries and stuff, but I've never like formally studied it. So when someone like Jane Goodall, who when I was in high school, you know, we watched documentaries in class that was, it was a Jane Goodall documentary. It was a, we, we read books about Jane Goodall. And when she says that she's sure there's a undiscovered primate living in the Pacific Northwest, I go, damn. When she says that, she believes in the the Yeti as well. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's probably the same animal. Yeah, but maybe, you know, she's got getting older in her age, and she picked a soul that she... <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the journey she picked. Yeah. Boy, I got more tweets about Melissa Etheridge mm-hmm. and the Melissa Etheridge podcast than any podcast in recent methods, except Neil Tyson. But people were either going nuts and loved it, or they were like, God damn, Melissa Etheridge is off her rocker. Yeah. Well, I mean, half the time I was totally on board, though. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just that once in a while where something came out that was like, she well, you know what? Uh, Her point of view is really fascinating because, like I said, it's it's like almost like a religious point of view. It's like you're empowering yourself with this this way way of looking at the world. But it's like, I don't know. It's 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 a tricky thing. To think that you're creating your entire world and that you're controlling your own destiny like that. It's very weird. Weird to not recognize that there's a lot of interactions and to ignore all of them. Like if you see all the the interactions like on a street corner, just see people walking across the street and see cars stopping and not stopping and people texting and people not realizing that the light has turned green. You see all that randomness. You see people like on their phone with their hand up to their head and they don't see a car that's merging to their right hand side because their head is being covered by the phone. That's that's really common. You can't control all that. Okay? And if you're there, you're telling me that you that you're safe, you're gonna be okay because you haven't you haven't arranged to have this happened in your existence. I say wow. I say wow. I say maybe though. Shit, I don't know. She might be right. It, it, you, I mean, what a strange thing it would be if we found out that all this time we what we were really lacking was just confidence and understanding of our capabilities, and that you really can completely manifest your own reality with your mind, and that your your whole world that you live in you can orchestrate with your mind. Wow, that would, I mean, in the future, one day, if that turn, turns out that that's the next evolving capability of human beings. And that way they just weren't aware of it, but some of them made it happen on their own and didn't know why they were doing it. And then the other ones made their life a complete and total mess. But it was all essentially their own choice, their own choice to do so. Yeah. It'd be fascinating. But it's, it's, for me personally, I see why she commits to it. I see why it would be empowering, and I see why it makes her feel like really strong and powerful, and I, 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 I see all the benefit in it. But my point of view is always way more who the fuck knows. 
There's way more who the fuck knows. To anything I can't confirm, like, for sure, 100%, I don't have anything in front of me that tells me that that could be real. I don't have anything. It Nothing. might be. I mean, it's one of the, the possible scenarios the imagination could conjure up. You could conjure up a million different scenarios as to why you're here, why you're built like you are, why you have the interest you have. You can come up with a million different combinations of hypothesis as to why and what happens in the previous life, if there is a previous life. But you're really just making things up. That's reality. The really the reality is you being in another dimension and you're choosing this life like you're really just making that up. I don't know if that, it might be real. It might be real. It absolutely might be real. She almost was borderline talking about being simu- simulation theory, yes. meaning like like you chose the player, you picked mm-hmm. the outfit, yes. you know, and then you went and like like she was almost saying that we played a game. We 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 made our character and we chose the level that we were going to do, where what part of the map we were going to live on. And, yeah. and it was weird if you thought of it that way. Like she was almost doing some kind of hippie version of the simulation theory. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I think uh, the, the people that believe in the secret and the people that believe in simulation theory, they, there's a, definitely a crossover there. Right. I yeah. mean, if, if you're really creating your own reality, you know, what the fuck? See, see, the problem is reality is so slippery and weird that the idea that we're creating our own reality doesn't seem that far-fetched, you know? If we found out that this world really is a simulation, I don't think it would be that much different than it is right now. Because if, if we didn't know the world was a simulation, you, you know, if, there was no, if it never was even a, a theory, and you just looked at this world, and you go, well, does this make sense? No, this world is filled with shit that doesn't make sense. All the, the, the I mean, besides the marijuana laws and sketch artists in courtrooms, and there's a million fucking things that make no sense. There's a million things. They're stacked up all over the place. And then there's a million things that are like so beyond our capability of uh, even the people that are enthusiasts in them, like when it comes to cell phones or when it comes to that Bluetooth device you were talking about, the Sonos thing, those things are so outside of our, our understanding. We like can read that, oh, Bluetooth is this bandwidth, not, you know, 108, 111B. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, and it comes through this way. Do you know how to make that? Do you, do you know what you would have to do? Do you know what reactions are causing the interaction between those two devices? I have no fucking clue. And these things exist right alongside sketch artists. It's like it's all together, like a giant joke. It's like a joke of a movie. And if you were going to make a simulation about the Wild West, the, the roaring 20s of the technological era, it would look exactly like this day and time. So if we really are players in a simulation, it makes a lot of sense. This, the, 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 the beyond bizarre nature of this reality makes a lot of sense that it's fake. The problem is, it sounds retarded. You say that, you sound like a fucking idiot, you sound like a weirdo, you sound like a dumbass, you sound like... But scientists way smarter than us are the ones who are, who are proposing this. It's not us. Like, I didn't invent the idea of simulation theory. I became fascinated with it. I talk about it all the time. But it absolutely never came from my mind. It came from me reading something that a scientist wrote about it, where I was like, what? It was not even a thought that I ever even entertained. 
the the idea that the whole world is like some sort of massive computer program. Yeah, it's craziness. It is craziness. Joe, did you see that this uh, this video right here yet? It's a community access channel show. Uh, it's a guy that, that wants to be like one of those guys that go on like the Tonight Show and brings the animals, you know? Oh, no. But this is like like the amateur. Like this is the open mic of being one of those guys. This guy is the biggest idiot in the world. He just – what he does, he has a table and he puts a ton of animals on there and he mixes animals together that are not supposed to be together. Like cats and birds. Come on. Like check this, check this out. How Come on, kitty. Kitty is nice and clean, attractive color. That's one of my favorite ones. A monkey and a they, bird? Monkeys think they taste good, too. <laughs> now, when he's chewing on my finger like this, what I do is I tell him no, and I poke my finger down his throat like that. He gags, and then he stops. Okay, now we let him do it again. It's important to do this little while his teeth are small and he can't hurt me. We tell him no, poke your finger down the throat, oh, he gags, Rick Ross is and here. then he stops. Let's talk about feathers yeah, here. Now, bird feathers, iguanas are very easy to take care of as long as they have the right diet. Um, you're better off to just keep them away from wool if it's possible. Have nothing to grip against, so they're going to grow a lot faster yeah. than all the other nails. Whoops! Kitty on the floor. Well, whoops! Oh, puppy down. Hello, puppy. It's important that you really work hard and oh, ferret on the floor now. It's important that you really work hard in obedience training. Oh, excuse me, Barney. All right, now if you have, now this kitten never saw a dog before, so he's scared. Okay. Okay, it's the first time he's been here. Now, if you hold the kitten, cut it out, Barney, where they'll right, always go. Now, they chose to go inside. Folks, you look using ahead. this on, uh, <laughs> on iTunes, I'm not going to even appreciate this weirdo. What is, so what is it, if they want to Google it, who is this guy? Uh, it's under. It's on Live now, Leak, and it's, Susan. what the fuck, this Hi, shirt is an animal planet. And it starts off, it ends with, like, dogs and turtles. Okay, let's shut this shit off. See what happens when you're not here, Rick Ross? These man. motherfuckers playing turtles or wrestling with cats and all kinds of man, shit. Man, I apologize, No man. worries, man. They told no me, worries. They told me, don't leave. Oh, really? <laughs> well, this, so, the, what, ladies and gentlemen, what we said before, uh, if you don't know who Rick is, Rick is uh, a one-time aspiring tennis player in Los Angeles that was uh, a young man that didn't have uh, even the ability to read and became a, a gigantic cocaine kingpin. Wound up going to jail, learned how to read, became, uh, studied the law, learned that they fucked him, got out of jail because of it, and found out that there's a dude using his name who's a rapper. And it's the yeah. craziest thing ever. His name, I mean, if you, if you know rapping, you know Rick Ross, a lot of people are like, oh shit, Rick Ross is going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> and then they tune in and they go, well, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this no, is, hey, this people, is, st people stop me on the street all the time, say, man, I saw you on Joe Rogan. Matter of fact, <coughs> it's crazy. Let me show you this here. You put me in the t-shirt business. <laughs> what is it? What is this? Show? Oh, the real Rick Ross is not a rapper? Yeah. By the way, a dude came to my, one of my Chicago shows. He had one of those. This is your work, man. Oh, that's beautiful. You did that. The <laughs> real Rick Ross is, <laughs> is not that's a rapper. You, you the one got me in the t-shirt business, uh, man. Well, I'm going to wear it. I'll, I'll wear it with honors. <laughs> I bought you two here. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to thank you, man, for uh, putting me up on that game. Where can, if people want to buy them, where can they get them? 
Or they can go to uh, freewaysocialmedia.com. Freewaysocialmedia.com. Dude, you're going to get hit with an avalanche right now. You think so? Oh, You think they're going to yeah. support me, Are man? Are you kidding me? They're going to support the fuck out of you, man. <laughs> they're going to support the fuck out of you. You're going to get hit with an avalanche of orders. Damn. So, you make that shirt look good, man. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, w- one more time on the website if they didn't write it down. Freewaysocialmedia.com. Freewaysocialmedia.com and get yourself the real Rick Ross is not a rapper. Man, you see the new business that Joe Rogan... Put me in, you know what I'm saying? Now, not only am I selling T-shirts, I start off selling T-shirts, but now I'm, I'm, I'm manufacturing them. I'm putting them together and everything. Oh, man. that's beautiful. You gave me a whole new career. Well, it's a great career, too, because you know what, man? This guy's made a lot of fucking money off you. <laughs> yeah. You should make a lot of money off you, too. I hope so. And this, this is the way to do it, too, to you know, to explain, like, what the fuck? It's a crazy story, man. It There's is. There's a dude it running is. around pretending to be you. And almost got killed last weekend. Was that real? Because I know 50 Cent in his... If, if you don't know the whole gangster <laughs> rap world, ladies and gentlemen, 50 Cent and the fake Rick Ross do not like each other. At and, all. At all. And 50 <laughs> Cent, uh, who I've met, he's a very nice guy, he apparently has been saying that it, the whole thing was staged because none of the bullets hit the car, apparently. That is amazing. That's amazing that, that yeah. he didn't get no car. No, the did, car, was it an AK? I heard it was an AK. I don't know what it was. Whoever it was, it was a horrible shot. Crashed his Rolls Royce. <laughs> the worst shot ever if you have an AK. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a giant fat dude in front of you in a Merce- what was it? Rolls Royce. That's Rolls a Royce. A nice big- looking Rolls Royce, too. Yeah, he didn't. 50 Cent makes a lot of, a lot of sense. It's, well, you know, I thought like about a- it after he said that because, I, I, I mean, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just grasp that at first. And I'm like, I mean, who would go in, in a community and, and sh- let off 15 rounds just in buildings? And, and how do you miss? Yeah, How do you yeah. miss 15 times? When you, I mean, I guess you can in the right circumstances, but yeah. man, he's very lucky. If but it, if he set that up, happen, I mean, if, if he actually would set something up like that with a real gun and shooting it in an <laughs> occupied community, I mean, he may really wind up being a gangster one day in prison. Or it could be that someone was just trying to scare him and that they weren't trying to kill him. They're trying to get him to give money. And if he gives them money... You know, you can't give money when you're dead. So they don't really want to shoot him. What they want to do is scare the shit out of him. Let him know they might. And that's when he crashed Now, that's what car. I thought, too. That's I, most I, I, That's what I felt. I felt that yeah. it was a warning shot. You know, pay what you owe. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and get on your business. And for people who don't know that side of the story, apparently, like, he used someone's name in a rap. And there's a, a, a group of gentlemen that call themselves the Gangster Disciples. And yeah, they yeah. apparently, they gave him a warning once and he did something else. I was in jail with some of those guys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't enjoy his use of their vernacular and uh, the, the image. The I image mean, of I mean who, would? A, who would? Who would yeah. want somebody to come represent their thing, something that you've worked hard for to put together, and then hear this guy come in, he hasn't paid any dues, but he enjoys all the benefits. It's a, it's a strange case of Americana, in my opinion. It's, it's, <laughs> it, I find it quite fascinating because, um, you know, we are... In so many ways, we're so silly with our culture and uh, our, our, our going way out of the way to pretend to be something that we're not and selling an image and, yeah. you know, and portraying an image. And his case, his story is one of the most fascinating ones that I've ever seen. Yeah, because yeah. he's making all kind he of history. Literally, is like remember CB40, the Chris Rock. Yeah, he's like a, an updated <laughs> version of that. He's 
a corrections officer. I mean, it sounds he's like worse than CD4. It sounds like you're writing a movie, right? A corrections officer who's known to be like, didn't he like get like employee of the month and shit? He and did. He did. He got award. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's and a you corrections know what you, officer. And you know what you had to do to get award as a as a correction officer? What do you have to do? Look at a lot of balls and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta find things. I mean that that would be Fuses. a job that would be a job that, that would suit me, right? If it was a, a female facility. Oh yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? But even then awesome. but what if you're pulling dynamite out of chicks' pussies all day? <laughs> That'd be a while, cool. you get a little paranoid. Still be fine. Yeah. yeah. But at a men's facility? Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. so. Not me. I'm gonna have to wait. <laughs> so the guy pretends to be uh, this guy with this crazy criminal past of selling drugs, and he, he tattoos your name on his hands. Wow. Your name, Rick Ross, is tattooed on his hands. He's yeah. got like money tattooed all over him, all kinds of all the crazy shit. It's really interesting, and it just keeps coming out more and more that he, he, get, he gets busted with all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. and more. They just did a, a story on him in the Hero and, and was saying that he comes from a suburbial area. You know, he's not <laughs> even from the hood. So uh, I mean, I mean, you know, just it just doesn't end with this guy. Uh, and he's making records though. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. he's the first major artist to ever have to cancel a, a concert from death threats. You know what's really fucked up though? I think he could have done everything he did with a different name. Absolutely. I really do. I really do. Yeah, I really some do. hard work. And yeah, some, and some hard work. He did yeah. some hard work. It's not like he didn't do any hard work at all. He definitely put out those albums. He definitely does those shows. He's definitely hustling, right? Yeah. So yeah, why the fuck did he have to try to do it under your name? Yeah. It's like he showed just his grand weakness as a man. You know, who are you? Yeah. You know, if you, it's one thing if you invent your name, like you want to be Jay-Z, you know? Or even Jay-Z, supposedly, there was a dude named Jazz-O that was in his community that was like an older rapper that was really badass. So he's sort of like... Damn, Joe, you, you, is it Jet Magazine you're doing it? How do you dude, know this? I know shit. I got my thumb <laughs> on the pulse of a part of the hood. <laughs> part of the well, hood you, know, that, you know Joe connected, man. <laughs> Joe is connected. I, I try to pay attention to shit, dude. But, I mean, it's one thing to, to make your own name, you know, to call yourself 50 Cent or whatever. But if you get your, take another man's name, you're dealing with a completely different thing. Like, that's not, you didn't make up a name. You're a crazy person. Well, well like, you know, the whole thing about being successful, I mean, I mean, the way, when I came up, the whole thing about being successful was to be able to do it yourself. Right. You know, not to where you come and, and you know, somebody just come and they bless you with everything that you need and... And here you are, you know, you're successful now, but you didn't earn it. You don't know how you did it. Right. Uh, when I started, I wanted to make a name for myself. And, and I felt that what he's doing right now, he's making a name for me. Yeah. You know, not for himself. He's helping you, trust me. With everybody else's help, people, the, the, this is all helping you. I guarantee you, it's way better than if this guy wasn't around. <laughs> if this guy wasn't around, you got out of jail. It's like, well, you know, it's sort of life as usual, and people are going to want to listen to your story. But now the story becomes uber crazy. Yeah. It becomes really strange. Because it's not like, you know, there's, there's a lot of dudes who, like, gangster rappers especially, they'll, they'll sort of have like a tribute name, like to call themselves something Gambino, or, you know what I mean? But they won't use the whole name. You know, they won't yeah. say I'm Al Capone. Like, come on, you can't say. You know, when you say I'm, you're Rick Ross. He did that, I think, thinking you would never come out of jail. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they thought I would ever get out. Um, 
and and you know it was vacant. They felt yeah. it was a vacant house. Nobody's <laughs> watching it. House. Move in. Yeah, because it was really like a squatter. Yeah, you know he was a squatter, so he squatted on my name. And it's all your your reality happened before the internet. Your your the the craziness of your you know you're selling drugs. Yeah. Your yeah. you know basically being one of the biggest drug dealers the country has ever known. Like, all that happened pre-internet. Yeah. If it happened today, he would never be able to use that name. Oh, no, 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 absolutely yeah. not. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is, Joe. You Fascinating. Know, he, 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 he got it, you know what I'm saying? And, and now he has a name, and, and what I want right now is just for him to stop using it. And then pay me a little of my dividends that you, you know, made from using my name. You I'll know, tell you this. Kick his- back in. He's never gonna stop using it, and he's. It's, <laughs> it's not that hard. Look at Puff Daddy and why P. Won't Diddy. He, and, but he, why should he tattooed it on why, his hands? Why won't he stop? Well, he can get his tats uh, covered up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they remove tats. But once you tattoo a man's name on your fucking hands, you got. I mean, you gotta fight. You gotta fight that he's one. In out. <laughs> he's in love. He's in love. He's in love with you for sure. That has got to be crazy. Every time he jerks off, he sees your name on his hands. <laughs> That's crazy. He's brushing his teeth, he sees your name on his hands, and and he knows how you feel about it too. You know, it's it's not like you know you're like some dude who's like living in Tibet and you know hiding in a village. He doesn't have to have contact oh, no. with you. No, I'm out there, you know, uh, grinding. You I know. believe, truly believe, it's a gift. I really do. I think the whole thing is a gift. He's a ridiculous human being. Well, you so know, you've been right so guy. far. Everything you told me to do so far, <laughs> you was right about it. I'm, I'm I'm an idiot savant, man. Trust me on this. The I think that he's him being so ridiculous. He's a preposterous human being. He's obese. He's covered in in tattoos. He's a fake rapper who was at one point in time a corrections officer. For that guy to take your name, it's glorious. Yeah, it's like you couldn't if anybody you couldn't ask anything better. Huh? You couldn't ask for a better candidate because when they investigate it, they go check this motherfucker out. <laughs> but and yeah. here's what's even better: he's actually talented. So a lot of people are going to hear about him. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people are going to hear his name. A lot of people are going to hear the story. So he's a gift to you. He really is. This guy is the greatest PR representative you could have ever hired by far. No one could ever reach as many people and somehow or another get the seeds of your story as this guy pretending to be well, you. you know what? I got a guy, and he wants to meet you. Yeah? He may be able to reach more guys than, than that guy. Who? He's, he's, uh, uh, he's the world's greatest spammer. The world's greatest spammer? Yeah, his name is Bill Wagner. I don't think I want to be in the room with that dude. <laughs> well, yeah, what if you get in a fight with him? That would suck. Spam the shit out of you. You'd never be able to get your email again. Oh, you know what? And he said that, that he does He does have like a little following. He doesn't know who they are, right? But he says every time he goes on the show, if somebody calls in and badmouth him, well, these guys go and get him. <laughs> oh, really? And send him like a thousand pizzas. <laughs> That's funny. But, but, the, but Bill wants to meet you, man. Okay, we'll, we'll hook it up. All right, definitely. But this, this guy, though, what, what I'm going back to the, the fake Rick Ross, his, him as a publicist, like if you hired him to get your name and story cost me out, a fortune. Do you know how much money it would cost to, just to get as much attention as it's got, the fact that he stole your name and the fact that so many people are talking about it? I mean, that's an incredible story yeah. that, like... I would have to think millions well, of I didn't people look have at heard it like, I didn't look at it like that. Millions of people have heard that story now. You know, I would, I, I'm more to the point to where, you know, the guy stole my name. He didn't have the decency to come and say, right. you know, look, man, I borrowed your name. I'm going to give it back. I'm just trying to change the whole way you look at it. Because I really believe the universe gave you a gift. 
you're looking at it like this dude came along and he, he victimized you and he fucked you over and he <laughs> owes you. And I see that too. But I say the universe owes you a gift. It gave you a gift. And that gift is you got an idiot. You got a silly person <laughs> pretending to be you who's super talented. I mean, the guy's really, that Every Day I'm Hustling, that's a badass song. That's a badass song. Even if he stole your, like, the way you talk about shit, like, yeah. you said that. That was, like, your quote, Every Day I'm Hustling, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't put it in a song anyway. He, the guy did a great job with it. What I'm saying is that, and so, so many people will pay attention to him because how good he is. You know, he's a fucking talented guy. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's got your name tattooed on his hands, and then it just spills out from there. It's beautiful. He's like a, it's like a Trojan horse. Like he, he'll get your story into neighborhoods where it would never ordinarily be. Yeah. If people investigate him, all they have to do is Google the real Rick Ross. Boom. The story pops up within the first two or three paragraphs. Yeah. And everybody's going to go, what? <laughs> it becomes crazy. Yeah, I, I think I, it's a gift. I mean, uh, uh, when you look at it from that aspect, I mean, I, mean, I guess you're right. You can't um, lose. You're not losing. He can't stop you from using your name. No, nah, Your nah. real name is fucking Rick Ross. He can't say shit. But there's a lot of circles that, you know, like say for instance, I want to go to Universal and get a record deal. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that would be interesting. Right? If I want to go to Warner Brothers and get a record deal, because he's already working with them. Yeah, what would they do if you? What if you were just undeniable and you had a gigantic following? You were the baddest fucking rapper on earth, but your name was also Rick Ross. What the fuck would they do? What do they do? You got to change your name now. <laughs> well, you need a stage name, Rick Ross. You can't be Rick Ross. Well, maybe on I'll stage. be William Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> William, should, William yeah. Roberts is the uh, actual fake Rick Ross's name. That's what you should do. Huh? I should change my name yeah. to William Roberts. Yeah. And see if I can make that thing. But make see, that a Jack what, Daniels. William you know? Roberts is kind of a badass name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with William Roberts. You His know? dad thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's a good name. <laughs> that's, a, that's a strong name. You know, William Roberts. That's a, There's nothing wrong with that name. You know, it's not... Look, Henry Winkler lived his whole life as Henry Winkler. He turned out great. Henry Winkler can't fuck with... That William Roberts. William, that William sounds Rod gangster too. Yeah, it does. William, William Roberts, Roberts sounds strong. Gangster. It does. Sounds like a dude holding a glass of cognac with a pistol. That's what in his I'm pocket. saying. Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'm. I'm fascinated by the the most ridiculous aspects of our culture. Yeah. And one of the most ridiculous aspects of our culture are fakers. You know, people like, you know, whether it's a guy who pretends that he was a Navy SEAL who wasn't and he gets caught. I, I love reading that shit, man. There was a dude that was on this uh, mixed martial arts forum. He was like one of the oldest guys to ever um, fight in an MMA fight. He fought an MMA fight when he was like 60. Guy was crazy. Big yoked up dude at 60, too. But apparently he was a big crazy liar, too. And he like pretended to be like in, in the special forces and pretended to like have a bunch of kills in Vietnam. And meanwhile, he like worked behind a desk somewhere. Like they found out he was a total liar. He just made up the story, but he had a whole security company and everything. I am fascinated by that shit. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I can't. I I I, I when I find fakers, fakers to me are they're they're perplexing. Well, I think we're breeding a, 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 a whole culture now, fakers. I mean, when you watch TV with the reality shows yeah. and. And, and it's just so much, and I think that could be bad for us, you know, for our kids, you know, for our kids to get that 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 idea is that, you know, you can fake it and be successful, and really not be successful. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, we've we've given a whole generation of people the idea that you can become famous for having no qualities. Yeah, 
Exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing there other than uh, you know some people want to fuck you, I guess. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like you, you 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 watch one of those Kim Kardashian shows and you you will shut that TV off and just stare at the wall for an hour, going, "What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> what did I just watch? I just watched a dumb girl go shopping." I mean, this is the craziest shit ever that they made a TV show out of this. Yeah, they got some of the craziest stuff on TV now. That, and, and most of it's about faking. You yeah. know, the basketball wives. And, I think and, that's going to be a backlash, though. I think one of the things we're dealing with is, first of all, the fact that TV has really only been around for a couple generations. You know, the, 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 the television, the reality of it, when did it start? In the 50s? That's not enough time for us to really get a handle of what the fuck it's doing to our culture and then do something about it. And whenever there's any sort of uh, an opportunity to be opportunistic, to make some cash, the easiest way to make some cash is to just put some stupid people on TV and make them do ridiculous shit so people go, what the fuck are they doing? But you're watching, dummy. And then they sell you Tide in the commercials. Yeah. And you you know, but they don't want you can smart make some people. money that They don't way. want smart people on TV. I don't believe that. I really think that it's just... It's not, it's not that they don't want smart people on TV. It's just that they want a lot of people to watch. And it's lazy, but the easy way to get a lot of people to watch is just put ridiculous shit on, like Jersey Shore, or like, you know, just Real Housewives, where you know these bitches are going to scream and yell at each other over nothing. They talk about nonsense. Their minds are filled with air. There's no, nothing going on other than she said this, and I said this, and I was like, fuck you, bitch. You don't even fucking know me. Don't fuck with me. What are you watching? You're watching yeah. morons squawk. You're not even watching a language. You're watching birds going. Ah, ah, ah. That's what you're watching. You're watching the human equivalent to crows. They're nonsense people, yeah. but you can make money off them. You put them on TV if you're lazy. But do the people that are producing those shows is that their true interest? You know, no. I mean, it, it, it's, in some ways, it's kind of fun because it's like the fast food of of television. You know, if you're sitting there eating lunch Cheap. and you turn on the TV real quick and you watch two bitches yell at each other, you fucking who are my tits are real? You know, you watch that shit, it'll you'll laugh, you 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 goof at it. Yeah. But the problem is that it becomes a major part of our programming when it, you know it's X amount of percentage of all that's on television today. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it affects us in ways that so many people don't really understand. I mean. Even like with myself, when I look back at my life, I know that television, movies, affected how I made my decisions because that became my reality. You know, and, and when you're young and, and you're impressionable, then you see something and you say, oh, man, that shit is real. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try that myself and see if it works for me. You know, just like with this guy, William Roberts, uh, the rapper that's using my name, Rick Ross, uh, I believe that he's giving kids the wrong impression that you can go out and sell drugs and parlay that into a, a, a record career. And I believe this is going to have a, a tremendous backlash on, on our young, on our young people. That's also an issue with you, with you, this guy using your name. And it's not a guy like Jay-Z that's using your name. Who's a, a, you know, an excellent member of the community, a, a guy who's a real good businessman, a guy who's very smart, doesn't say stupid shit in his raps. You're, you're knows Beyonce. Knows Beyonce. <laughs> gets to hit it. That's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at a guy who's a preposterous person. And so, you know, his, his whole persona is sort of really the polar opposite of everything that you have been speaking about since you got out of jail. Well, what I learned, I mean, you know, I, I learned yeah. now that I, I was duped yeah. and that I was bamboozled into in believing that that I was one thing, and, and I could have been anything, you know? Yeah. If somebody would have came to me like you did and, and, and gave me the T-shirt game, then I would have <laughs> been selling T-shirts. Yeah. So I believe that what he's doing is he, 
basically what he's doing is, is lacing the kids boots just like you did with me yeah. but he's lacing them for negativity and it's a bullshit story his story is a bullshit story absolutely so it's, it's not it doesn't even, work yeah. it's a fairy tale yeah it's a fairy tale so I, I think that um, your story is also a very important story for people to uh, to listen to when there's a lot of folks that have that sort of nonsense you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality when it comes to uh, certain aspects of our society especially people that grow up in uh, impoverished areas people that grow up in the ghetto there's this sort of uh, well you gotta fucking make it out on your own sort of mentality I think that's a crazy way to look at raising children I do too I think it's insane I think there's there's, no, there's only one way to raise children correctly love and, and someone who they can respect and someone who provides a good example absolutely someone who they can learn from and if a kid is not around that they're, it's it's a free for all. Absolutely, and you don't know being, where he's going to land. Right, and they're being raised essentially by a bunch of people that grew up in the same exact environment. So there's no breaking that cycle. It's a cycle, and I think that's one of the biggest problems in our entire society. And I think that we spend all this time looking at things that can weaken America overseas, when the number one most important commodity in 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 our in our culture is us. Itself, human beings. Yeah. The, the, the more we, the, all, everything that's been built, everything that's been invented, everything that's been engineered, everything that's on this earth that makes our life better is made by a human. Yeah. That means a human invented that. That means all this potential that's in these uh, impoverished communities that gets ignored, all this potential of, of discovery, of curiosity, of... <coughs> of creativity, all of it gets wasted in a world of crime and, and repeating cycles. And that, as a resource, no one looks at. No, yeah. one, no one in this country looks at that. We look at, oh, we need oil, we gotta go over here, we look at this. Our number one resource is human beings. Are the best? I mean, and when you look at resources, like what is important to us as humans? Other humans, man. Other humans have it set up so we don't have to go hunt some food. We can go to the store and buy a steak. You know, you don't even have to cook it. You go right next door. This place is badass. They'll they'll cook it for you. Yeah. They know what to do. They know the right seasonings. There's like we've we've simplified the whole game of being a human being because we're important. Because so many of us get together and we provide the resources for, for each other and we have a system and it all works out well. Well, you got you to gotta look at it in terms of where, where does that all come from? It all comes from children. It all comes from that's when you really have your shot. You really have your shot when you're growing and developing and learning things. So your, your story is a really, really important story to be told because you're finding yourself in a situation where you couldn't read and you're already out of high school and... You, you find yourself all of a sudden involved in this drug game, and that seems like the only prospect. Yeah. Seems, you couldn't go to school for, 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 uh, for tennis because you didn't know how to read. You made it through a school system without knowing how to read. And that's common. That's, that happens a lot, a lot oh, yeah. more than people oh, want yeah. to admit. 65% of the guys in prison can't read. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You, that is fucking crazy. You know, someone posted something, because I'm always talking about this, about how many uh, different prisons are privatized in this country and uh, how many are, are actually privately owned institutions. That's, that's the big business right now. There's, you know? it's, it's somewhere around 8 to 10%, depending on who you ask, of all the prisons in this country And they're switching up. When I, when I was in prison, they were trying out, even the prisons that was owned by the federal government were starting to turn the prisons over to uh, uh, to Wagon Hut. 
Jesus Christ. It's re- it's re- it's really crazy the idea that you could put people in jail and you can make money from it, and that there's actually like a whole crop of people that are going to come out of this one area as long as you ignore it. Well, well, now they they say that they can tell from a kid that's in the third grade if he's going to prison or not. Was the psychologists are saying this? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, oh, that's ridiculous. That you can't tell that you can pull that kid out of there and straighten him out. I mean, almost any kid can be raised correctly. It's just almost every kid can be fucked up if they're not raised correctly. Absolutely, I don't think that it that it, it that it matters really the kid. It's 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 really the environment. You know, yeah. if, if you leave a kid in an environment where there's crime, uh, they'll start to adopt to the crime. You know, and yeah. think that crime is okay. And it's it's, I mean, because I had got to the point where I believed that that was a way of life. You know, that's how everybody did it. Yeah. I think that's the environment that you grow up in is a huge factor on who you become. It's a huge, huge factor. And like I said, the, one of the weakest areas of our country are the, the places with the most crime and the places with the most despair. And that's the places that also get the least attention. It's like, it's like we are, we're a person that has like a pile of, of garbage in the corner of the house and we keep saying we're going to get to it, but we just ignore it and walk around it instead of just fixing it. Instead of just fixing the situation, yeah. if we put just a tenth of what we put into our military budget, just one tenth to just settle the, the, the inner cities down, provide guidance, put, put places in where people can stay if they have nowhere to go, and educate people better, just make it so there's profit in rebuilding cities, the same way there's profit in rebuilding cities, the way we bomb the fuck out of them. Yeah. If we could f- just figure out how to do that. Well, see, me and you need to go up in the White House and help Obama out uh, because I said take some of that money they're spending on the drug war. Yeah. You know, they spend like $60 billion a year fighting, fighting drugs. Yeah. You know what the problem with stopping the drug war is? There's a whole lot of people fighting the drug war and they'll be out of work. That's going to be a real problem. That's yeah. One of the things that keeps drugs, certain drugs illegal is they, you know, the prison guards actually have lobbyists. Yeah. They want to make sure that certain drug laws are, are they stay in place because that keeps them in business. Absolutely. Which is crazy that someone would actually, without having to be there and see the look in a person's eyes when they slam the, the cell on them, without actually be there and experience their pain, they're willing to make that decision because they're so far removed from it. It's just them, you know, talking to a, a lobbyist and, you know, writing something down and they, they sign something and make an agreement and shake some hands. And then all of a sudden, boom, this cell somewhere down the line gets shut on a man and a man loses his life. He loses the, the reality of the life that he lived because someone is making some money off of him being in jail. And that the children lose crazy. a father. Yeah, children lose a father. The wife loses a, a yeah. husband and... Crazy. And for victimless crimes. And for, I mean, something completely illogical like most drugs. When you look at most drugs and the harm that most drugs do, it's nothing compared to the harm that legal shit like alcohol does, which nobody's trying to stop. I never heard a single politician say, we need to stop people smoking cigarettes. I've never heard one. I'm just waiting for one person to stand up and say, do you know that there is a company that is selling poison that kills half a million people every year? Every year in this country, half a million people die because of that. This company that's selling poison that they know kills people, and they're making billions of dollars. Well, you know what? He's going to lose his contribution, so he can't say yeah, that. Yeah, they can't say it. They never will say it. But, I mean, if a new company came along that was just selling poison to kids, would it really be as bad as cigarettes? 
I mean, I, I don't want to compare cigarettes to meth because meth does a quicker job. I mean, I'm, I don't want to exaggerate the effect. But when you see a dude who's like 70 years old, been smoking cigarettes his whole life, he's doing this. <laughs> and then he, he takes another drag and you go, whoa, they got that dude. Yeah. They yeah. got him. But then they're trying to get new ones because they always kill their customers. Yeah. I mean, but, but they keep you around. They slow cook you. You know, they're like a smoker. It's only like 150 degrees. You've got to take a day to cook you. It takes a long time to kill you with cigarettes. It's not a quick thing. But it, to me, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that no one ever brings it up. It never even gets talked about. Well, somebody like you, you know, that we need people that's going to stand up and, and, no. and, and, and educate our people, man. I have too many skeletons in my closet. They need someone who listens to me that's got their fucking feet on the straight and narrow. <laughs> hey, I mean, nobody's perfect, though. We all got, we all got our faults. Oh, I know we all have a fault, but you know that's my path is definitely not to be in any form of political office. It's not. It's not for me. I don't have that time. I don't want to like listen to anybody, and I don't want to have to do shit I don't want to do. Yeah, you know, I don't want that responsibility. This system too. I feel like jumping into this system is like it, just jumping into a tank full of sharks. It's like you don't know the rules. You don't know how these fucking crazy assholes have been operating. I would like to talk to Arnold. I would like to see, ask him what the fuck was it like to go from being uh, Mr. Olympia to being the governor of California. You don't think he'd come here and sit down with you? He might. He might. I bet I could get him maybe in a year. Like, maybe not right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get b bigger examples. I'd have to find someone who, I actually do know someone who knows him. Brian Callen did a movie with him. He said he was great. He said he was a great guy. He said he was hilarious. <laughs> fun. And this is like after the scandal with his maid and everything. Yeah, so well, you know, how many men get to have two wives living in the same house? <laughs> Man, damn. <laughs> nice. uh, Arnold, he's, he's a, quite a character. I would like to talk to him about what it was like to be a, a governor, and whether it was what he thought it was going to be like. Because you look at that shit from the outside, you, go, you know, what, is it, what, what the hell do you do once you get in there? Yeah. You know, how could you fix any of this stuff? I'm looking at you like, we don't have any money. Like, God damn. Like the money for schools and money for you know, all these programs that you want to initiate, there's, there's, there's really not that much resources. It's got to be really difficult. And then you got all these people that are trying to steal, all these people are trying to get All contracts. of them trying to steal. They're yeah. trying to steal from each other. You know, you got to hide the money from his... I would love to get high with Obama. That would be like my favorite <laughs> thing. If I had like one thing, if you said, would you like to be able to fly like through the air like Superman for three hours fly wherever you want, or sit down, smoke weed with Obama for three hours, I will take the latter. <laughs> I would smoke weed with Obama more than I would fly like Superman for three hours. And that's yeah. saying a lot. Because flying like Superman would be cool as fuck. Yeah. If you could do that, for, especially if you were high and you flew like Superman. Flying as Superwoman would be better. Flying as Superwoman would be better. Because you have boobs and a vagina. Shut up. You always say this. It's not true. It's way You'd better. You'd be a chick and then you start crying. For an hour? you get your period halfway in the middle of your flight. No. Stop. Play with your vagina I would love to talk. Hour. Shut up. I would love to talk to that dude and find out what it's like to actually be the president. Yeah, I'd like to talk to him too. Tell him I got some homeboys in prison for non-violent offenses. When you going to let him out? Do you think he would do it? Do you think he would ever sit down with someone like you and have a conversation? He I, might be the only guy that, that's that ever been president. That might not be political correct to sit down with me, you know? Yeah, but he's what Could they you call lame he, duck. It's like he can't, he can't win again. Yeah, so but can you second. imagine the headlines? President Obama sits down with drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you've shown since you've got out that you've been 
trying to put people on a path different than the one that you've been on. I think that's all you can ask from a man. You can't ask for a man to not make mistakes. We we ask for a man is to once he's made mistakes, be honest about those mistakes and try to help people to keep them from making the same mistakes themselves. You've done that. That's an exemplary yeah, member of society. Still, they still, you know, want to throw the drug dealer. The yeah, drug dealer. Just listen, they they don't appreciate that you were a bad motherfucker in an illegal business. Okay? That's what it is. They, they, they don't appreciate that. Bad motherfuckers in illegal business are still bad motherfuckers. You know, you just, you, you focused your energy. And I didn't put a gun in yeah. nobody's head. No. You know, I've never, I never walked up to nobody and say, look, motherfucker, you're going to smoke this here. Right. Get the pipe, pick the pipe up, put it on there, and smoke it right now while I'm watching. Do you think you would have been able to, I mean, it's really kind of, I, I hate to say this again, but it really kind of is a gift that you got stopped from from you know from continuing to sell drugs because there's no old drug dealers, there's no bold drug dealers and there's no old drug dealers. No, and there's certainly no old bold drug dealers. <laughs> right? You get to a certain point in time and somebody wants your spot or some there's something going on or there's a lot of money involved. Shit goes down, but you managed to avoid all of that. Well, and not, I did twenty years though. You did, and you learned how to write. Okay, and when you came out, look at you now. Like, look at you now. You're, you're positive. You're happy. Every time I see you, you're smiling. You have a warm way about you. You're, you know, you're very personal with people. Like, I would never wish 20 years in prison on anybody. But you handled it about as good as a person can do. Yeah, well, well you know, when I was there, I, I made up my mind that I wasn't going to let prison do me. Right. You know, a lot of guys, when they come there, they, they mope around. And they cry about being there. And what I said is that, you know what, I'm going to make the best of this because I'm going home. Even though I had a life sentence, I always had in the back of my mind that, that I was going to get out one day. And so I started preparing to, to do that because I knew nobody was going to hire me. You know, I, some told me, say, man, if you ever get out, the first thing they're going to say about you is you're a drug dealer. So you got to do something to where you can get in and you don't have to need anybody to approve you, you mm -hmm. know, like... So many guys, they get out, they have to go to people, you know, go to McDonald's, fill out an application, and hoping that they accept them. Well, I don't work like that. Right. You know? I work to a way where nobody has to approve me but myself. Well, that's what you, the way you would like to work. You yeah. Know, everybody, everybody would like to be in that situation. But you demand that, and that's what made you a bad motherfucker in an illegal business. And that's what makes you a bad motherfucker in legal businesses that you focus yourself on. Yeah. It's, it's really... Um, it's, I think, like, for someone like uh, Obama or anyone to meet with you, I think it's, it's important to give people the, 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 first of all, to show people your story, and second of all, to let people know that when you make mistakes in life, you can correct those and be better because of it, Absolutely. and then have, part of your contribution is explaining mistakes, and, and, and letting young And I think kids, that's important. It's very important. You know, I think it's very important that, that people who've made mistakes come back and tell others, well, you know what, if you go that way... This is what's going to happen. But a lot of people, you know, they they don't look at it that way. You know, like sometimes I want to go out and speak to kids. And they uh, one day I'm at a, a high school in L.A. And uh, they call the news and tell them, hey, they got a drug dealer on the campus. And so the news crew, they shoot down to the school. And, and just as I'm walking out and, and they're like, uh, where's the drug dealer? They say it's a drug dealer on campus. And I said, no, nah, it's an ex-drug dealer. And uh, they said, oh, no, we thought it was somebody else. So, so you know. Sensationalism. They're just looking for 
for things to be exciting. Well, you know, negative news sells. Yeah. You know, they're not looking for anything positive. Uh, they don't want to portray the positiveness in, in, in what I'm doing. And, you know, and I can deal with that because I'm not doing it for their approval. I'm doing it because this is what I like doing, and, and I think it's the right thing for me to do. I think it's the right <coughs> thing for you to do, too. And I think that what, what you said about that it's, it's good for people to see these examples of people who have made mistakes and, and explained their mistakes, I think it's something that's missing in our world. You know, and I think that if there were more books written instead of just about crime and glorifying crime, how about it written about dudes who did shit and wish they could take it back? You right. Know? You know, how about talk to dudes who murdered their wife and like, God damn it, I love that girl. Like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Well, once you settle down, you realize how crazy you were yeah. when you killed someone. And then there's no, there's very few books where people are honest about that. About or even let some of those guys in decisions. prison. You know, I, I think that. <clears throat> We should have a system where guys that are in prison, in these maximum security prison, get a way to tell the kids what it's like. Yeah. You know, sitting in a cell by yourself 23 hours a day or 24 hours a day. Well, I know they had that scared straight. <coughs> you know, they had that uh, scared straight uh, program that they were doing with kids for a while. They made a lot of videos about that. Do you remember that? I remember that when I was growing up. Um, I, I mean something even more because I don't I don't know if that was real or not. Right, it seemed but, a little theatrical, right? Yeah, I'm talking about something that that's really because a lot of those guys in prison, you know, even like the guy Larry Hoover who uh, who the rapper rapped about. I think a guy like him, he's he's famous, and he would be great to reach out to the kids and tell the kids what it's like to live in the maximum, you know, one of the most secure penitentiaries in the United States. I mean, because I'm even fascinated with what it's like in there. You know, I hear that they're, they're locked down uh, 23 hours a day. Uh, their shower moves to their door. So, you know, you don't come out your cell to shower. Um, your mail comes over a screen. I mean, it's like terrible. You don't have any human contact. Wow. So everyone is essentially in solitary. Yep. And then one hour a day, you, you, are you allowed to mingle with people? Well, you're allowed to go out in the sun. And is there other people out there as well? I don't think so. So you go out in the sun by yourself, right? What in, the in fuck? a little box? I think they, it's a little box, you know, where, where oh my god, the sun can shine down, probably through a window or something. You know, they let you play handball or or something like that. Oh my god! But uh, I hear it's an awful thing, you know, and and we got guys there that that should be able to tell their stories. Yeah, that's a crazy life. That's um, the world changes. Not the way I had planned on living my life, and and you know, I was close to to living like that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I missed that by really just a, a few decisions. You know, I made a few of the right decisions, you know, at the right time. And, and, and it spared me from being uh, in that position because I could have made, you know, some decisions that could have landed me there. Yeah. You know, it was times that other people were suggesting, oh, do this here, do this here. Something you know, violent. Something violent. You know, somebody had run off with some money and, and you know, my guys, man, let's teach him a lesson. You know, and something just, you know, just told me, you know, nah, that ain't the way to go. Well, uh, the, it's very intelligent that you did that. It's, uh, I think it's a, your story, uh, like I said, is, is very important for young people. I remember very clearly how stupid I was when I was, you know, 13 or 14. You know, I would think about the future and where I would be. And I, I really remember, like, I, I could have made a million dumb decisions when I was th that age. And I think every time 
you as a young man get to see the example of people who've made mistakes and corrected them or, you know, went the wrong way in life and then rewrote their path later in life and became successful. I think those are they're really important for for young people to shape their vision of the world, to understand that there's going to be decisions that you're going to have to make. And part of the learning process is making the wrong decision. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, uh, one time I uh, read a book about a guy and uh, he was saying that people think that he's smart. And he said that he don't think he's smart. He just made a lot of bad decisions. And by making so many bad decisions, he made a few correct ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a, a weird thing where we want people to have never made any bad decisions. We want you to only be correct all the time. Yeah. And and you have to develop. You know, one of the things that... that, that, that um, that I've been telling the young people I'm working with right now, you know, I got a young artist that I'm that I'm working with right now, C Carter. Shout out to C Carter. Y'all check her out at I am C Carter on Twitter. Are you you managing? I'm managing. You managing? She dope too. C Carter is C like the letter C. Yeah. And then another C A R T E R. Yep. C Carter. And one of the main things that I'm trying to get her to understand, and she got she's had she has a remarkable story too. When people investigate her and find out where she comes from and. And she was telling me just she's never had anybody like me to give her the advice that I'm giving her. And one of the things that I tell her is that you must continue to develop. And in order to develop, you have to try new things. And when you try new things, you're going to make some mistakes. As long as you don't make mistakes that's going to send you to prison or kill you, you're good. Yeah, as long as you make the mistakes that you're just taking chances, you're not doing something fucked up exactly yeah there's a lot of mistakes that are most important things that you're ever going to do in your life some of the failures that i've had over the years have been like the motivating factors for success times a million like if i had done well instead of just failed miserably maybe i wouldn't have gotten so excited about picking up the pieces and getting my shit together again you know i think that some of the the biggest fuck-ups i've ever had are like the most motivating factors in my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know i think people need to hear that man well, definitely for mine, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I made was to get involved with selling cocaine. Yeah. You know, but it's been one of the, probably the most educational things in my whole life. You know, I spent, in the whole game, I spent about 28 years, you know, selling it for eight, and then the 20 years I did in prison, so it was a big chunk of my life that I spent in that game, but I learned so much from that, that, uh, man, I couldn't, I wouldn't give it back for nothing. It's a fascinating thing, isn't it? It's just the the life that you think you're going to live when you're a kid watching TV shows and then the actual life that you've lived after all these years. Yeah. it's It gets very strange, doesn't it? It does, it does, it does. Now, you I know you're in the middle of some sort of a court case with this dude who's st- stealing your name. What? Where does it stand right now? Uh, we have a trial date right now uh, against Warner Brothers. We go to trial August the 27th. Um, just come from court for that right now. You yeah. Know, uh, can't talk about it. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not going to give up. You know, <laughs> no matter what they do, you know, they throw all these lawyers at me, you know. Have they tried to give you, like, a settlement, or has anybody tried to... Would you ever license your name if you won? Like, like hey, I get 30% of everything you do. I don't want to, you know. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really... Tired of dealing with 
with this issue, you know. Maybe you could license it openly on the internet and a lot of people can become Rick Ross. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be Make funny. it a website. You be would Rick like Ross. Com. flood the internet with Rick Ross's. If you did it like as a PayPal thing where it's only five bucks and for five bucks you could use the name Rick Ross. Yeah. So all these people's re- websites are like the newest of the new Rick Ross <laughs> and like obvious like white dudes with red hair pretending to be the newest Rick Ross because they, they, they licensed that for five bucks and then that shit becomes a, a, a joke. And then he becomes a ridiculous person. You know, even you know, more I, might, ridiculous. I might try that, man. And he probably make a lot of fucking money. And by the way, the other people, how long are they going to keep using that name? Oh, like a week? They're going to just, it's going to fuck around. You don't think nobody might adopt it forever? And, a lot of people would. They'll, you really, know what? And tattoo it on them or something? Yeah, probably. I'm, at least one dude. <laughs> at least one dude would tattoo it on them. Did you see that crazy girl who met a dude for 24 hours and then had him tattoo his name on her face? Yes. That was the most horrific thing I've ever seen in my life. Let me P- find the picture. Pull up the right picture now. when you can. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I guess it was in Russia or something like that. Like yeah. her, her whole face was this dude's name. Like her, the whole side of her face, he tattooed in giant black letters his name. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. I might try that five dollar thing though. That sounds like an idea. Yeah. That's it's not a good, idea. not a bad it, idea. You it, can it become. Won't, you it can won't cost license, me anything. Huh? License the use of the name Rick Ross. It'll cost you five dollars. The only problem with that is then it sets a precedent, and then the the, the Rick Ross rapper goes, "Well, I'll give you five bucks." Shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Look at this. Look at this. This horrific this. tattoo this girl got on the left Damn. and the right side of her face. That's unbelievable. She man. was dead there. Like a car this, accident. This guy just tattooed his name across her face. And this photo looks well, like she was a pretty girl. Oh, she was beautiful. They had a picture of her before the, the tattoo. Oh. It's crazy. I mean, what was she thinking about? I don't know. She's nuts. And, and look at the guy. Too. Look at the guy. He's got tattoos all over his face, too. Oh, look at oh, her. Oh, she was really she pretty was before that. Scroll back up again. This guy is a jerk is for letting crazy. her do that. He's he looks a, like a baby. Letting her. Dude, he did it to her. <laughs> He's a he jerk. He tattooed her. What a jerk. He's not a nice guy. Wow. That makes me mad. The world's fucked, man. There's at least <laughs> one dude who will tattoo your name on, on their knuckles. We better not try bucks. that, though. Yeah. We better not try that. Yeah, let's not try that until after the settlement. After the settlement, after Rick, inevitably, he's going to have to pay you. He's inevitably going to have to pay you. But when he pays you, what does he do? Does he become Rosé? Does he change his name and just become Rosé? And that's his new... He uses. <laughs> he's sort of got like an escape identity, right? <laughs> He sort of got a bit of an escape identity with that other name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up with that to, um, to it's offset. It's not a bad move. He should really commit to that. I think he should commit to his, to his, to his real name. I mean, you know, William make Roberts. his dad proud of him. Yeah. You know, Is his your dad, dad still around? Your dad come to a concert. That's my son up there. And, and, uh, if he's built like his dad, his dad probably ain't around. <laughs> I would know. change my name to R2. R2-D2? No, R2? just R2. R2, Rick Ross 2? Just R2, R2 yes. Yeah. That's kind of hip. RR dose. <laughs> the whole thing's a mess, man. Um, it, is it surreal to you? I mean, how does it feel like to to have a guy that you see on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine? You see your name on it, and you're just like, "What is the what?" Kind well, you of know world what? It, 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 it kind of lets me know that I did accomplish something in life, right? I mean, you know, when when people start naming themselves after you, you know, you came, right? <laughs> uh, you did it so it's such a fascinating way because you did it. First of all, you avoided violence, and then you got out, and then learned how to read, went through for, through jail and everything, and then you came out, and you're like this peaceful person. It's like you managed to avoid like a lot of the negative karma and negative repercussions of that situation, but you also managed to keep that 
that name. I mean, you you are Rick Ross. You're the real Rick Ross. Yeah, I'm the real Rick I, Ross. I heard about you before you went to jail. I heard about you in the news. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. I think I was in Well, well you know what? I used to believe when I was in the drug business, I believed I was under the radar. <laughs> I didn't think people knew about me, right? Because I used to use fake names. Yeah. You know, to hide myself. You know, right. when, when I go around people who didn't know me, you know, all my friends would call me, hey, Charlie, hey, Joe. Uh, all the time, different names. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you don't want nobody knowing your name because if somebody right. knows your name, now they can tell the cops, hey. Right. That guy's the guy. That's right. the guy right there, Rick Ross. So, right. You know, when we would go to clubs and stuff like that, people would call me anything but Rick Ross, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you found out, when you, I guess you said you were in jail, when you found <coughs> out about the whole connection to the Iran-Contra scandal. Yeah. How did you find that out? Well, for the folks who don't know, well, what happened? Give, give them the, the, I'm gonna the give them a little rundown. Rundown well, of what well, it was. My lawyer calls me when I mean I call my lawyer one day and we're talking about my case and he tells me he says, "Man, this reporter calls me and, and says he got some stuff for us, uh, but he's not gonna give us what he got unless we give him what we got." And you want to talk to him? I'm looking at a life sentence, so I'm like, "Man, I ain't got nothing to lose." Right. Tell him to come on down. What are you gonna do? He can't do no more than already done. So he comes down, we start talking, and, and he's telling me about, oh, man, this thing is bigger than you, and you don't know what you was into. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking like, wow. Because I just went through the thing with the crooked cops, you know, with right. the L.A. sheriff that was planting the drugs and stealing the money and had the houses, you know, in Arizona on the river and, and whatnot, right? So I'm saying, bigger? Well, maybe these might be DEA agents. <laughs> That's crooked, <laughs> right? So... uh I don't know. So then all of a sudden we go to trial, we start trial, and then he doesn't give us the information, but what he does is he starts to ask questions through my lawyer. And then he starts to talk about Ronald Reagan and uh, Enrique Remutes and the Nicaraguan Contras. And I'm like, the Nicaraguan Contras? What's going on? So when I go back to my cell, I start studying. What was the Contras? You know, who is this? Uh, Enrique Remudez and, and the whole nine yards. He still doesn't tell me. I don't find out the whole scoop until his newspaper drop. When his newspaper drop in the San Jose Mercury News, I'm on the front cover. And it says that the CIA-backed uh, army uh, was selling drugs to me, which they was. I knew, you know, I knew Blandon, but I didn't know he was working with the CIA. I mean, like, damn, the guy I'm working with, you should have told me. We could have really, <laughs> we could have really got it in, right? <laughs> So uh, that's when I first found out. That was my first. I had, and, and a lot of people, you know, they don't believe me when I tell them that I had no knowledge. But I had absolutely no knowledge that he was a CIA operative. It's crazy that the people that busted you were not aware of your whole situation. They were not aware of who you were making money for. No. Well. So that just shows you how much chaos is in that whole world of of black ops. Well, you know, well, you know that drug that drug business, man. It's it's. it's it's so big, you know, and, and and I'm not just saying from the street level, but from for DEA, you know, uh, uh, I watched a documentary uh, about two weeks ago. I spoke at a church in Compton, and they had some cops on there and were saying that these cops wouldn't investigate homicides because you would get a better promotion by investigating drugs. If you want to, if you want to go and be the captain of the station. You don't go to homicide. If you want homicide, you want to switch to drug enforcement because 
That's where they were giving all the promotions to, to. To tie up that story for the folks who don't know the story or listening to this for the first time, what he was saying was that while he was selling drugs, he, the money that he was earning with the, the selling the drugs, the, the, the drugs were actually coming from the CIA, which was using that money to fund the Contra uh, army. Right, correct. Against the Sandinistas. That was backed by yeah. Reagan, so Oliver you, North. Yeah, Reagan and Oliver North. All that stuff that was on trial, the Iran-Contra trials, the Oliver North trials. You know they say Oliver North might be coming out speaking now. Really? That's what you should get on the show. Really? Speaking about what? What's he going to tell the truth about they everything? He's going to come clean. Uh, uh, one of the guys told me that he's doing a documentary and uh, 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 one of the producers was saying that he's interested in having me in his documentary. Oh, my God. So you already know what I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not sit down and tell your story to that guy? That's a fascinating situation. Yeah, so, I mean, that would be the last link. You know, <sighs> so uh, he was the guy that, well, he was a big part of the organization of the whole thing, right? Well, he was the guy that that, that that dealt with the White House. You know, it stopped at Oliver North. Wow. You know, it didn't go to, to Bush and, 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 and Reagan. Oliver North stopped it at him. I used to have an Ollie North for President t-shirt. I didn't even know the story. I was like fucking 16 or something. I thought he was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was trying to save the country. Uh, yeah. The idea behind it, though, is fascinating, the way they chose to do it. It just shows you that that is the, the, the most ridiculous conspiracy theory you could ever come up with. The CIA is selling drugs in the ghetto, and then they're using that money to fund illegal wars. But you know what's but crazy? How do I keep here? getting mixed up in these type of situations, <laughs> right? I got the craziest rapper in the world. Right. You've had an interesting life, my friend. Take my name. Yeah. And then I was involved with Oliver North. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is one of the craziest drug stories ever. And the fact that you got out of it completely unscathed. I mean, how many dudes are even still alive that you were in business with 20 I mean, years ago? A lot ago? of my friends are dead. Must be, right? A lot of friends are dead. A lot of still in prison with life sentences. Wow. Um, and, you know, one of my goals is to, to, to change those laws and bring those guys home because... You know, I, I don't think a guy should do 30 years. For, he didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and, and more so, I think that we need to reevaluate what's legal and illegal in this country. Because we, we have a, a corrupt series of politicians that have been bought off and have put a bunch of laws in place and have allowed people to sell all kinds of shit that kills people all the time. And people voted to let yeah. make marijuana legal and they still won't. Yeah, they voted to make it medically legal. It's even the legal, the legality of it statewide in Colorado and Washington State is coming to question federally. You know, the, I mean, there's a bunch of gangsters around this country, and they're yeah. not nice people. Yeah. And a lot of the shit they're doing is stupid and it's unnecessary. And you know, we want a government, we want a police force, we want a fire department, we want a president, we want all that shit. We just don't want the corruption that comes with it almost inevitably. And it's unfortunate, but your story is a perfect example of how fucked the whole system is. The fact that the CIA was absolutely selling drugs. <laughs> right? I mean, they were selling it through you. Well, You're the guy. Well, well I, I, I can't say that they wasn't actually selling it themselves. Right. It was their yeah. operatives that were selling it. Yeah. So, these guys, they made it very clear. Well, this We're guy wasn't an agent. For the CIA. Yeah, he wasn't he was, an agent. Yeah. Well, that's how they're making. He the was money. just on our payroll. Yeah, see, it's a difference, <laughs> I guess. You can be on the payroll. You can get a check from the CIA, but you're not a CIA agent. Yeah, it's not. We're not. He, he's not CIA. He's just CIA. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a it's a fucked up world. I, I, I had hoped that when Obama got in that he represented something different. And maybe he does. Maybe it's just it's so hard to change that it, it takes a long fucking time to turn anything around. Whoa, microphone almost fell. Whoa. It takes a long fucking time to turn anything around. But it's, it's well, just a disappointing. I want to find out if he's going to do anything for the hood. Yeah, well, you know, is now's he, the time, right? He's got reelected. Exactly. And, and, they, and they voted him in. You know, the hood came out. The hood don't vote, right? Yeah. But they came out for Obama. Yeah, twice. Yeah. So, you know, we're hoping that, uh, that he'll, you know, take this time and, and, and do something, put some programs in the hood. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And like I said, one-tenth of what's used to blow up other countries could change everything radically. We could have a, an incredible nation. If we started focusing <coughs> our resources on, on putting money, I mean, it's, it, we spend so much money in, in rehabilitating cities after we invade them. You know, how much money do we spend in Iraq? How much money has uh, Halliburton made? And, you know, how much money did they make? What do they do with all the money? Well, I don't know. Hookers? <laughs> bullets? <laughs> Gasoline? Okay. Yeah, a lot of shit, man. Listen, uh, I got to wrap this up, but uh, thank you very much for coming by again. And if people want to buy your shirt, where uh, where do they buy it one more time? They can go to freewaysocialmedia.com. Freewaysocialmedia.com and follow uh, The Real Rick Ross on Twitter. It's uh, Freeway Ricky. That's right. Yeah. Freeway Ricky. Freewayliteracy.org. Freeway yeah, what that's is, my nonprofit. That? I got my oh, nonprofit. Oh, you have a nonprofit. I'm, I'm rolling. Look at that. See, I told that's you I'm beautiful. Taking, I'm taking advice, man. That's beautiful, man. Freewayliteracy.org. So that's one more time from the beginning. It's freewayliteracy.org. Freeway Ricky on Twitter. And the other one is? Freewaysocialmedia.com. Freewaysocialmedia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, go support The Real Rick Ross and get yourself a fat T-shirt like this one right here. Uh, it says The Real Rick Ross is not a rapper. And that's a business that Joe got me into. <laughs> I hope you make a trillion dollars off that shit. All right. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody. Thanks to Onnit for sponsoring this podcast. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan. Save yourself 10% off brian and i along with joey coco diaz will yeah, be in right. west palm beach florida this weekend and the shit's gonna be epic it's Damn, friday can i go and saturday can night. i go you gotta fly all the way over there man. <laughs> florida but yeah any show i'm at man you're more than welcome uh so it's joey diaz me and brian a couple of shows are almost sold out so we'll be there uh friday and saturday and next week no podcast so go fuck yourself we'll see you soon we love you bye mm-hmm.